Now, if you would believe that these were the religious leaders of the day, when Jesus says to them, I am, they would know what he was talking about. Because it was when Moses was on the mount. And God says, you're going into Egypt. You are delivering my people. Moses says, well, who should I say sent me? God the Father says, tell them, I am. You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that thou Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray, Almighty God, for the Holy Spirit to be with us today, to well up inside of us, to fill this place, to guide the words that will be spoken, to reveal to us the mystery of our faith, to help us, Lord, to understand things from a deeper perspective and to just increase our worship of you and our relationship with you. We ask for these things, Lord Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. The older we get, the more time moves. Things do change. That's obvious, right? So I was presenting to you this morning when we were going to have a child. And my wife was with child. This is 40 years ago. She went for all of the necessary tests and, you know, the, the checkups and things, but it wasn't until the doctor smacked him and said, it's a boy, that I knew that it was a boy. We had a lot of people at the time, especially older people, people of a different vintage, so let's say, that would say, oh, she's carrying high, it's a girl. Oh, she's carrying low, it's a They had all of these ways of trying to determine what was in the womb. But it simply was made known by the doctor, simply speaking. It's a boy. But now let's fast forward to my youngest son. He had a different way to reveal the gender of his twins that were about to be born. So the day before the event, he's in the shop, he's building these contraptions. He sets them up way down back of a property. Saturday, the people start arriving. He walks down and he puts two containers, one on each of the stands because it's twins. And he simply says, if you see blue smoke, it's a boy. And if you see pink smoke, it's a girl. Okay. After he puts the two containers on the top, he puts two explosive devices underneath it. Then he takes a high-powered rifle, lays on the sand mound, boom, blue 
smoke everywhere. So we knew one of the twins was going to be a boy. Repeat. Second shot, boom. Blue powder everywhere. Twin boys. I looked at him and said, Adam, you could have just told me. You didn't have to blow stuff up. But this is the way he revealed the gender of his children. What was interesting about that is, as I sat on the deck which faced the back end of the property, the trees had this blue hue to them. <laughs> and when I cut grass for the next week, every time I got in that area, blue. I was reminded there are twin boys coming. <laughs> the reveal. When we look at scripture today, it tells us in the book of Proverbs that when God created he created with wisdom. God didn't create out of reactiveness. He knew what he was doing completely. He understood how it would all work. But he also understood that he knew that when he created mankind in his image and likeness and gave us freedom of choice, we would have a tendency of making bad choices. And in his wisdom, he built in a plan by which all things would end up the way he had designed them. The divine intentions would stay. So when we look today at the gospel text, it tells us that Jesus used the very similar thing that Katie and I used. He spoke the word. No big event, just, okay, you know, it's a boy. Well, Jesus says, I'm telling you plainly, I am the Christ. I am the Son of God. I know the Father. The Father knows me. I have been sent to do and fulfill his plan. Simple. Explains everything out. And when they question him, he answers them in a way. Now, if you would believe that these were the religious leaders of the day, when Jesus says to them, I am, they would know what he was talking about. Because it was when Moses was on the mount. And God says, you're going into Egypt. You are delivering my people. Moses says, well, who should I say sent me? God the Father says, tell them, I am sent me. Jesus answers their questions from the word of God. They don't pick up on it. Talking to them plain and simple. Well, the big reveal is what the book of Acts is talking about. The big reveal that the promised Holy Spirit. After Jesus' ascension into heaven, the Holy Spirit is poured out in his name. Last week in the readings, it tells us that it was a loud wind that brought everybody to their attention. Flames of fire descended upon the disciples. They began to speak in tongues. People heard them in their native language. The Tower of Babel and the confusion of language was made right by Almighty God. And then it went on to say, the people who heard this and heard the disciples speaking in a foreign language, 
And yet they were Galileans, but they heard them in their native tongue. They must have been drinking a little bit. They recognized that something spiritual was happening, but they thought it was the spirit of wine that caused this event. That picks us up today in what Sarah read from the book of Acts. Men of Israel, Peter begins to proclaim, with the other disciples around him. And he begins to address the crowd. This is the same Peter who was but a fisherman. He had no higher learning or education. This is the same Peter who Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan, for you do not have the things of God in mind. This is the same Peter when they came to arrest Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He took the sword and cut off the servant's ear of Caiaphas. And Jesus healed him, the servant. This is the same Peter that when Jesus was arrested, he denied the Christ three times. Now all of a sudden, when he stands up to address the crowds, this person who had interesting responses was able to speak in such a way. If you look at this, this is the first sermon ever preached. Jesus is ascended, the Holy Spirit is present, the Spirit fills them, and Peter begins to speak to the crowd. The first sermon ever preached by a fisherman who had tendencies of being a little bit off color. The Holy Spirit empowered Peter. It was the big reveal that God was not going to let his people alone. That he would be a constant presence in their very being. Scripture tells us in the book of Acts that Sarah read that this was a definite plan. This wasn't something that was thought afterward. This was God's plan. And Peter was empowered by the Holy Spirit to be able to explain the plan. And 3,000 people were baptized and came to faith in Jesus Christ from this man from a very simple background. And he goes on to say, again in scripture that was read to you and you heard with your own ears, that what you are seeing and what you are hearing is because of the promised Holy Spirit. Peter is giving the disclaimer, it's not me. It's the Spirit. I want to share with you at this point that this very type circumstance event happens today. Pastor Jenkins is on vacation. I get the responsibilities. I love them. I I love God's people. I tell people all the time, my gift is masonry. My passion is worship. I love to worship. We had a wonderful worship service on Wednesday night. I believe that we did. And then Thursday, I had the privilege to honor a saint 
one of our sisters from this congregation, Mary Volkovic, passed. And I had the privilege of being able to officiate at that funeral and speak of the things that I knew about this woman. Well, that brings us to Friday. And because I'm a self-employed person, I got to work Friday. So when I get home from work Friday night, as a matter of fact, as soon as I got up Friday morning, I read today's scriptures, trying to make ready to come and speak about God's word. I read it, got nothing, got absolutely nothing. Came home from work, read, before I went on the mower. See, that's a, that's a three-hour event for me to mow grass. So I love to read, and you can tell if, if I have preaching responsibilities most of the time because my grass is real short. I'll do a lot of mowing. <laughs> Got nothing. Got up early Saturday morning reading the scripture, asking God to show me. Got nothing. Throughout the day yesterday, I had things I had to do. So I would do them, and as, when I was cooling down, I would just hide in the shop. Katie did not have to put up with me almost all day. I was either doing something or hiding in the shop asking God to show me. And I got nothing. At the end of the day, I go inside. I'm out on the deck, reading scripture, waiting for Katie to finish supper. My phone rings. Cooper Morada. Cooper called me. He said, uh, Michael, he said, can I use your shop tomorrow for a couple hours? Absolutely, Coop. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm reading scripture. Oh, pastor's on vacation. You have to preach tomorrow? Yeah. You want me to pray for you? Yes. <laughs> yes. And right there on the phone, I closed my eyes, I bowed my head, and Cooper sent prayers. And the I don't know, I still don't know if he had read the scripture because the first thing he prayed about was wisdom. Wisdom knowledge, the Proverbs text. At the end of his prayer, he said, Amen. I said, Amen. That's important because it shows God that we agree on the prayer. And we're to agree and ask for it in his name, it shall be given. I read the scripture, I get nothing. Nothing. I looked at his text or his phone call. It was 6.03. At 9.06, I get a text message. Guess from who? Pastor Jenkins. Praying that Almighty God would be worshipped today looking and hoping for the congregation to be fulfilled and the words to be spoken that were correct. I'm reading scripture. I got nothing. Nothing at all. I didn't panic. I trusted that, okay. You know, now through all of this reading of scripture, I had abundant thoughts. You know, and how we could take a look and see how Jesus is superior to all the prophets and patriarchs of old didn't stick. Everything I thought about wasn't sticking. That's what I mean, got nothing. So I go to bed. About one o'clock I wake up. Lord, please, please, 
help me to see and understand. I got nothing. And this happened more. At four o'clock in the morning, I wake up, I look at the clock, and it's like, now I'm really starting to bellyache. Lord God, please, your people are going to come to worship. Don't disappoint them. Don't let me disappoint them. I fell asleep. At 4.30, I woke up, and all I could hear was the big reveal. The message for this morning. That's all the Spirit had to say to me. The big reveal. And then all of these pieces that I've shared with you started to pull together. Peter was explaining to the people. He didn't prepare for that sermon. He had been prepared and the Holy Spirit was showing the power and presence of what God's plan had fulfilled. Each and every one of us have been blessed by baptism. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is with us. He is a constant presence in our life. The good thing is, is even though it's 4.30, and Lord, there's going to be people in the sanctuary in another three and a half hours, you can't panic. You have to trust. And he, all he had to do is say, the, the big reveal. And I was like, I get it. The Holy Spirit is alive and well. The more we make ourselves available to God's word, the more the Spirit can speak to us, speak through us, show us things that we never thought we could see before. Amen. Sleeping, my presence, my life.